how often do you feel like a clown man? Like how? Or let me let me rephrase this. How often do you feel like Charlie Brown going to kick the old football and then having Lucy? Uh, not Lucy. Who's the girl? Is it Lucy? Probably. Who, pull, who pulls the um the the football away? Falls on my back. Calls me a blockhead. How often do you feel like that? Never. I I have felt like that like four times in the last two weeks. <laughs> it's sort of been emblematic of my experience trying to get a PlayStation Five. Uh, I had it in my cart at Costco. Uh, it didn't pan out obviously and then uh last night now justin i want to talk about last night so last night i was uh it was 12 it was 12 30 at night so in the so 12 30 a.m and i was getting ready for bed i was closing my games up saving everything and then i got an alert on my phone from um another another wario 64 type person someone who just like fills people in on deals and stuff and games and and all that kind of and hardware and stuff like that saying that what what other company but Coles had PS5s go Whoa. online? So the Coles, yes, the clothing shop that Whoa. I'm afraid to go into because I don't want to run into anyone from high school at. <laughs> Been there, <laughs> and uh, I've actually I've run into you at Coles. Well, you know it happens. We we both have sensible uh, fashion styles. Yeah, for for some decent prices. <laughs> but um, I I grab my phone, I start typing all my information in. I get it in my cart, proceed to check out, and it and goes through. What? It, it went through. It happened? It happened. You and have I was, it? I was sitting there, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I cannot believe this happened through Kohl's. And then. Oh, no. I was so excited. No. I, I Justin, I was, too. And then. um so I wake up this morning and I'm looking at like the replies to the to the Cole stuff because apparently it was up and able to be purchased for like hours. Okay. And so a bunch of a bunch of people were like, "Well, I mean, maybe bots didn't know about this because, like, even it's bots Kohl's. know like Kohl's and where you buy your system from." <laughs> right, right. And um, I didn't I didn't receive a confirmation email until early this morning. So last night I went to bed and I was like, okay, maybe I didn't get this because I didn't get a confirmation email. But I, I was charged on my credit card. So like, okay, that's fine. So I got the confirmation email this morning when I woke up and I was like, oh, this is actually looks pretty good. And a bunch of people were like, hey, just so you know, maybe don't be super counting on this because it might not pan out. Uh, uh, you Wait until you get your shipping information and then you can be excited. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And then a bunch of people in these comments are like, like at like 8 a.m. this morning, or like, hey, uh, I had the confirmation email and then it got uh, canceled. And I was like, okay, well, I've not been canceled yet. 11.45 rolls around, and I'm like, I'm feeling pretty good about this because everyone else is like, yeah, my order has been canceled. And I was like, well, at this point, it's kind of been a while, so I, I think that this actually went through. And then I do get the email saying it was been canceled, and... I mean, I live to fight another day, to, to search another day, but I have literally not been this close before. Uh, I mean, actually having a successful confirmation email, not confirmation email, successful screen when you did it. Like, that's yeah. pretty close. That's a, that, you're, you're getting better. I am getting better. I, again, couldn't believe, I, when I read it, I was like, Coles? And I was like, doesn't matter who, doesn't matter who this is. I will, I will ride with Coles till the end if they give me a PS5. Uh, fun fact, I purchased my first ever Furby pre-release at okay interesting is that how's that holding up is that still around it is currently in my office <laughs> it oh it is yes it is <laughs> it is i know that um yeah so i i didn't get it 
and uh, you know what? It is what it is. But you know what this is? It's Hitbox. to hitbox this is episode 18 we're getting up there we are we are as soon as we get to what 26 27 no 28 27 50 how many how many are what's six months how many weeks are in six months 24 24 (laughs) (laughs) that's not true because it's it's, there's 52 months in 52 weeks in a year so it'd be 26 i was right oh i guess technically with like yeah, fine. Reciprocals, but generally like four <laughs> weeks in a month, right? Right, 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 right. But we're we're getting close. We're about a little, little less than ten episodes. Eighteen. Away we're here. legal in most states. Yes, we are, and that is maybe going to make it into the show. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Peter Huntsvitek, um, but you can call me Peter the Gamer Boy. And <laughs> with me is Justin Mekovich. Hello, Gamer Boy. <laughs> um. And a lot of people call you the gamer girl. Uh, I yeah. didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna change my Twitter handle to Peter the Gamer Boy slash Girl. Um, but we're not here to. Th- what's in? I was gonna say I'll change mine to uh, the the Gamer Girl slash the Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I like the continuity. Maybe I'll, maybe I'm gonna continue to introduce you that as the Hammer until it just sticks and people start calling you the Hammer. Cool. Um, but we're not we're not here to talk about nicknames. No, no, we could for hours. But um, instead, we're here to talk about video games, which I think we can talk about for much, much longer. Uh, Justin, before we get into our topic today, which is talking about the game awards, what have you been playing this week? Okay, so I know this is tired at this point, but still mm-hmm. Genshin Impact, and it's gotten to a point where it's pretty sad. So um, I don't really Reddit a lot. I don't follow Reddit. I don't read oh, okay. Reddit. But I got an, a notification on my phone from reddit saying hey there's new official fan art out there for you and i was like what is official a character yeah he's a little 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 electric bow character from genshin impact i'm like why why did i get a notification from reddit yeah why why like why are you telling me about official fan art (laughs) right and uh so now now my phone is really kind of just mocking me for not playing but I actually started to to dig deep into the stats of the game and think about like what an optimal build of the game okay. is and like trying to like make my artifacts strong so my attacks are extra strong so now my main character is like three times as powerful as all my other characters but here's the thing if I want to make either my main character stronger or my other character stronger. I probably have to play for another twenty hours to get enough materials to do it. Sure. So sure. I am now in the point where the grind is real, and I could probably finish some of the major story events like with where my characters are at right now. But like, it, it do I want to? I probably is what I'm going to say. For that, yeah, but, I was going to say. I mean, knowing you. Um, but other than that, I have uh, platinumed Astro's nope. Playroom. Okay. And. Uh, you know, initially, like I said, this game wasn't necessarily like the kind of game I like to play, but I think what they do so well in this game was really just kind of get you 
acclimated with the controller. Obviously, it's like basically kind of a game, but also a tech demo for the controller. But it's really kind of cool to get like the history of PlayStation with a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff that they do. Uh, there's a ton of references. A lot of the trophies that you had to do once you actually beat the game were kind of unique. And uh, just a lot of little like little cute stuff like that. And they made it pretty easy from the game to like go back and like go to places you haven't visited and get those trophies. I I played that game enough at this point that I think I'm good on on that that platforming genre for a while. Uh, but it was a good experience. And let me tell you the thing about that game: the music is, is it good. Bopping. I have I have a song just stuck in my head nonstop, and I'm just going around. It's to the point where, and I know you did do this with certain uh, games, like I think Persona Five. You say you listen to the music for it, but I've been listening oh, constantly, constantly to the to the Astrobot songs, and I'm not. That's great. That's awesome. So that's good. And then I've also been uh, playing uh, Bug Snacks a little Ooh. bit. Yeah, how are you liking it? It's 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 fine. Um, it's so if you don't know what Bug Snacks is, Bug Snacks is kind of a first-person quest-based puzzler, and uh, it's a mix of like Pokemon Snap, and it's a mix of I I don't even it's a mix of a bunch of different little games. But mm-hmm. you basically go around and you have to collect bug snacks to feed to these grumpuses around this town in order to progress the story forward. And it's it's just kind of a, a cool story and a mystery. And, and there's definitely some weird, like, tonal things to it. And I know that was kind of like the beginning part of this, uh, the the marketing to this is how a lot of, they said, like, Bioshock was one of the <laughs> Wait, um, what? influences to this game. Okay. And there's definitely some weird, sinister, like, undertones to this whole thing so i I don't know where it's gonna go um and i'm really kind of engaged by the story which is kind of shocking because there is like a fun like just fun humor with all the characters in it and um where where is it gonna go i don't know but well all right can i tell you about what i've been playing please all right so i'm still playing um assassin's creed valhalla and i have nothing more to say about it that i don't that at least nothing more to say about it that i haven't already said um, in, in past episodes, other than it ate another hour and a half of save data. How so? I was in a cut scene, and then all the textures disappeared, and I was in a... It was, it was Everything turned gray, so it was all just gray, complete matte, like you could see all the polygons um, of all the characters, and I was like, well, maybe that'll stop. <laughs> maybe Maybe it's gonna... Maybe things will be better. Yeah, and then the color did come back, but all the sound cut out. And I was like, is Ooh. that on my Xbox? And then I went to my like dashboard and like now I could hear like the tuk, tuk sound of like, you know, moving like moving my cursor around. Um all the sound cut out for a cutscene is and then um game froze and I was like, Come on, come on, come on, push through, baby, push through. Uh and then just straight up crashed. Mm. And I was like, Well, how much <laughs> depending on how much save data I lost might determine if I'm done with Assassin's Creed Aww. Valhalla. Oh, weird. I beat it. Um, no, it was just, I lost like an hour and a half, so I might go back and finish that. I might move on because it's starting to get to the point where I'm kind of like, okay, I see where this is. I just I just really don't know like what the issue is. Is it because these these games are trying to be supported across multiple different systems with multiple different issues? But it seems like a lot of these games that have come out have had a lot of like errors like that and yeah. issues with just running smoothly to a point where, you know, I, I don't think that's acceptable 
uh, no. for not only Assassin's Creed for a game as big as Assassin's Creed, but Call of Duty too. You are having a lot of technical issues with. Oh, we're getting there. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been kind of weird because like over the past week and a half, I've kind of been like, are games bad? <laughs> like, do they not work very well? Um, and, I mean, like, let me say this about Assassin's Creed. Uh, I mean, Ubisoft is kind of known for putting out buggy products, and and that's just sort of true. I've never had like straight up application crashes before like send me to the home screen of my xbox before um but i'm not maybe totally surprised that that happened but then with so for call of duty um it did reset all of my weapon progression on the multiplayer yeah oh but here but here's the thing so as soon as i got one kill with one weapon with, with each individual weapon it gave it all back to me so I don't know what the hell was going on, but I signed, I started up and I was like, oh, interesting. I don't have a scope on this gun. And then I got one kill and it went like, it was like unlocking all this stuff. And so that had to happen for all the weapons I use. I've just been having a lot of application crashes and stuff like that, which is frustrating, obviously, but I'm kind of like in between games right now. So I'm still sort of playing it, but it's not like, I'm not loving that, obviously. But uh, and then the the last game that I've been playing that I, I'll t- I want to talk about more l- next week because I just started it last night but I've put like two hours into it is Spiritfarer and again I'm gonna talk about it more next week I've only played like two hours it might be in the running for me for one of my games of the year that's pretty cool pretty cool yes yes it is it is a lovely little game that makes me feel a lot of things but do you want to talk about the game awards? Let's do it. Okay. So for those who don't know, the Game Awards are the Oscars for video games. Yeah. And um, this past week on Wednesday, they released the awards and nominees for, for all the games. And I think the show is on the t- t- like December 10th or something like that. And usually there's like announcements and uh, trailers for new games and, and stuff like that. So that's always something to look forward to. I believe the Xbox Series X was announced last Game Awards, right? Yeah, it was like a, a pretty cool. I thought that was a cool reveal, cool get. Yeah, yeah. So it is. It is quickly becoming like an, another really big place, similar to like Gamescom opening night live or like E three or what have you. So let's. So we're gonna go through this list here, and we are going to we're, we're dividing this into this in this way, where we are gonna say the category and then give our personal pick for that category, and then also what we think will probably win because that might not always line up. So let's let's get into it. Is, is, does that sound good to you? Yes. All right, so let's take a look. So we're not going to go in the order uh, that was on the website. We're just going to go in the order that... Yeah, we're going to kind of go in reverse order because I don't want to start with Game of the Year because I feel like that's the one, like, you end with Game of the Year. You yes, don't start yes. with Game of the Year. What are we, amateurs? <laughs> Justin, come on. It's pronounced amateur. Um, amateur. <laughs> amateur. <laughs> I think that's how French people sound. That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for our French listeners, because I know we have a lot. I see the analytics. We have 4,000 French listeners. Yeah, weirdly enough, Hitbox is extremely popular in France and um, French-speaking Canada cities, Canadian cities. All right, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I got away from us. Um, All right, so so the best debut games. Here are the nominees. Carrion, Mortal Mortal Shell, Raj, and Ancient Epic, Roki, and Phasmophobia. Um, I have not played a single one of these. Oh, really? No. Uh, My personal pick would probably be Carrion. 
Uh, that is that is also in the running for me for one of my one of the best games of the year that I've played. Um, I don't. Did people like Mortal Shell? That was like Dark's. That was like a Dark Souls like game, but instead of you could like turn into like stone. I think. Yeah, it is basically the same idea, and instead, like you basically were like a dead person who could inhabit these characters who were the different like shells right that you were um and you had like a like a harden ability which was like kind of like a parry thing that you could use that you could like become invincible for a couple of frames it looked pretty interesting mm-hmm. like not that i didn't you know wouldn't have played it but yeah i got my demons I, souls i i saw raj raji excuse me when it was announced at um when it went not announced, I don't know if it was announced here, but it was it was on one of the Nintendo Directs, like partner directs. Uh, but I don't I didn't really see anyone talk about that. I don't know what Roki is and Phasmophobia. I, I don't think I think it sounds like it's fun, but I don't know if anyone is like recognizing it as like a great game. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think I I am gonna say that for my predicted pick of the winner, it's going to mm-hmm. be the Phasmophobia. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, and the reason being because that has become kind of like a, a pretty popular a, in recent weeks. It's like the uh, the game that is like as of now big in, in the conversation because people mm-hmm. are playing it a lot for streaming. And I think that uh, it's become enough of a thing in people's minds now that they would probably talk about it. Interesting. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say that game, and I also don't know the Raji and the Roki game, so I I don't maybe they're the greatest games ever, but the fact that I haven't even heard of them all, but uh, sure would would make me believe that it's going to not be those two. Um, okay, and I would say my personal pick out of all of these games, I have I know you recommended Kyrian, and I have that one downloaded um, mm-hmm. on my. Uh, xbox i believe it's on it's a game pass game so i have it downloaded there but if i were to play any of these games first it would probably be mortal shell so i'm gonna say mortal shell for me okay that is that is fine i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with you on the predicted pick now that you've said that about phasmophobia i think that that makes a lot of sense because again i think carrion is a great game but i don't know if a lot of people like i don't know how many people played it yeah or or are thinking about it now after that it, it it's been you know, five months since it came out, but it's just weird. Like this category, it's it's a best debut game created by an independent studio. <laughs> like it's not right. like best debut in general, but these are indie debuts. And I think for Mortal Shell, if I if I believe correctly, it's a very small team that did it. And the fact mm-hmm. that they came up with a pretty you know uh, full featured Souls game, I think that's an impressive thing. So that's why I will give it to them. But sure, that makes sense. I think last year best debut game. I think uh, uh, Test Stranding was there, so <laughs> that shows you how much. That Technically, is that means. an indie studio? I guess. Well, I think it means like the first game from a studio. Uh, and I think because Death Stranding, I don't know what studio that was, but, but I they made that studio to make that game. Audience, you can't see, but I'm just like uh, move my head up yeah, and down, yeah, yeah. Like nodding, yeah. Anyway, all right, content creator of the year. Alana Pierce, Jay Amy Lopez, Nick Merricks, uh, Tim the Tapman, and Val Carey. My personal pick is uh, Jay Ann Lopez. She is a content creator for a, like, Twitch group, like, gaming, gaming group maybe, um, called, oh gosh, Black Gamer Girls. And they do some really cool work, um, both, like, charity work and also they have some pretty awesome streams that I think are pretty sweet. 
How about uh, you? I was going to say content creator of the year is going to be Hitbox, so my personal pick is yeah. Hitbox. Yeah. Man, I messed up, huh? It, yeah. Well, it's fine. It's fine. It's it's. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. It's fine. I put yeah. that there. Um, that maybe I, maybe I, we could write us in. Yeah. I, I'm writing us in for that one. Um, and then for my predicted pick, um, I'm <laughs> going to be honest. I don't know any of these content creators on a very deep level. I mean, uh, I, I remember Alana Pierce from Funhouse and IGN days, but I don't really follow her content outside of that when she's on that. Uh, and, you know, for everything you just said, I'm going to say J. Ann Lopez is going to be my predicted winner, um, even though I have no personal thoughts or opinions. So I think when looking at a list that has Alana Pierce and Tim the Tapman on it, I don't think that J.N. Lopez has a huge shot. Uh, Tim the Tapman was the Fall Guys guy who, like, he made it, a, like, a big – he had never gotten a win. And so he was constantly interacting with the, like, Fall Guys official Twitter account. And then he when he finally got the win, it was, like, a huge deal. Um, so he – so I think it could be him just because that was such, like, an event, if you will. Um when that actually happened, but then Alana Pierce, I mean, she was on the, I don't know if they're still doing it, but I know they did the initial run of the kind of funny X cast where they, that was their Xbox podcast. I know that she is, I mean, obviously a kind of social media gaming influencer. She was introducing stuff at Gamescom live or opening night live and, and stuff like that. So I'm kind of torn between the two. I'm going to say Tim, the tap man over her just because I mean, that moment when he did finally win, um, was pretty exhilarating. Um, and, and I think a story, you know, for me, someone who's not like the best gamer out there, like I feel that someone who became famous for not being very good. <laughs> yeah. And then when he finally won, it was like, everyone was like super stoked for him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Alana Pierce also just recently, I think we talked about this. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or not. She, she recently got announced that she was working for uh, Sony Santa Monica, which is doing the, the next God of War uh, Ragnarok as a writer. Yeah, I think her reach is pretty far, too, because she's in a yeah. bunch of different types of spheres of influencers. She's not just in one category. She's with a lot of game people. She's with a lot of games press. She's also with just, in general, game players. So I think that could be a good guess, too. But And she's Australian. That was more New Zealand, but... It's, you know, I bought it. Yeah, that's fine. They're neighbors. Uh, don't tell them I said that. They don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Let's move on to best multiplayer game. Yeah. For outstanding uh, online multiplayer game and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences, uh, irrespective of game, genre, or platform. Go ahead the and nominees are yeah. Animal Crossing New Horizons, Among Which, Us. By parentheses, LOL. Go yeah, on. like, okay, best online game ever. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. It's like, I have thoughts on that, but... Yeah, uh, go on. So Animal Crossing, uh, Among Us, Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, and Valorant are the nominees. Peter, what do you think? Um, I mean, uh, let's just say this before we talk about it. I think Among Us being on here is kind of weird. Mm. Be, be, just because it's it, it's from 2018, but I mean, no one played it, or uh, no one, uh, not a, it was not as popular as it is now. Um, so it's kind of weird that it's on here, in my opinion. Uh, also, Animal Crossing being on here is laughable. Uh, that is probably the the worst categorized topic in this entire thing because yeah, you can technically get to other people's islands, but like it requires like a journal and and a, and a prayer that you can do that. <laughs> And, like, a good book to read while you're getting, like, through all the menus. Right. And also, like, I mean, having multiple people on your island 
excuse me, is a nightmare. I mean, just because every five minutes, if you're having people come, it, everyone gets interrupted for 45 seconds to watch them come in. Maybe they've, maybe they've changed it with the new update that just came out. But um, I would, I would probably say that my personal pick would probably be Fall Guys, uh, just because that was so. I mean, that was so huge for like four weeks there. You know what I mean? And and it's, I think it's kind of fallen off. No pun intended. Um, but I would also say that that is my predicted pick just because of its popularity. Yeah, I would say my personal pick is going to be Fall Guys because if I'm looking at these two games and I'm trying to think about like, or these two games, these five nominees here, um, and I'm trying to think about like what is actually like the good choice for this, um, I think Warzone didn't come out this year, if I'm correct. Among Us didn't come uh, out this year. I think Warzone did. Well, okay. So I'm thinking, talking, the blackout. I'm thinking about blackout mode. You're right. I'm thinking about blackout, but Warzone okay. is like the the version of it this year. But if I'm thinking of Animal Crossing, that's a joke. Among Us didn't come out this year. Call of Duty Warzone is a pretty was pretty big in the conversation. Um, yeah. I think this year, like it's become something that's been pretty popular. Fall Guys um, Ultimate Knockout has also been for when it. I would say when it first came out specifically was a huge talking point and Valorant did have some buzz around it with its early access. And then when they finally kind of opened it up to more people. Um, but I would think the one that has the more kind of positive message that I want to get behind would be fall guys. I think that when that came out, that was a big deal for people. Um, and I think I, while I didn't get into that game more than just playing it for that opening weekend, technology, technical issues aside, I can see why it can be an enjoyable, fun multiplayer game to play because it kind of changes the idea of what multiplayer is. But if I'm going to think of what's going to win this, it's going to be Among Us. I mean, there, to, to me, with how popular this has become and how this yeah. has blown up and literally everyone seems to be playing this. And like almost when you're talking to like high schoolers nowadays, it's not even like Fortnite they talk about. It's Among Us. Right, it's even right. like high schoolers who aren't like video gamers. People have played Among Us. They've heard of Among Us. Uh, you can play it on your phone, your computer, whatever. Like it's it's out there. It's the thing that people are talking about. And while I don't think it's necessarily the multiplayer game that I would vote for because it's on it's an older game i get that it doesn't disqualify it it's based on what people mm -hmm. think are the most important ones yada 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 but i would say that's going to win while i think fall guys should win all right i agree with your points but i think fall guys will win i hope i mean the it was sanctity it's like of the award well here's here's what's here's what's tough about fall guys as well i mean i know you said that you only played it for the first you know whatever first weekend or so, uh, dipping into it for like season two and stuff. It, it has not changed up enough about it to make it really fun to revisit. I mean, it's still f a fun game, but sort of like now it has turned into, Oh my gosh, this level again, like the one where you have to, I mean, I don't, I don't know how well you know it, but the one where you have to stand on like a rotating cylinder is yeah. just like, all right, that's just stand here. <laughs> um, are you but, saying you want to change your pick? I think that what Fall Guys was when it was when it came out and for the first several I mean, even with Tim the Tatman and when they were doing the um brand deal donation thing to get a skin in the game, I think all of that was so well um thought out, well advertised, well marketed. And I think that, that got people talking about it and continuing to play it, so I'm gonna keep it there. Uh you wanna move on to the best sports slash racing game? My favorite category. Yeah, so we got Dirt 5, F1 2020, FIFA 2021, NBA 2K21, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. I have not played any of these games. 
Uh, nor have I. I am typing in Tony Hawk's. Yeah, can you just uh, use paste that into mine as well? <laughs> uh, you you're muted or something. All right, can you hear me now? Yeah. All right, so I'm just gonna go ahead and paste those into you. Um, and so so we all have for all four of our categories Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, right? Yeah, I don't know anything about the. I mean, I know what these other games are, but um, I think that this is the only game that I've heard other people talk about <laughs> in any sort of like extended capacity saying hey this game rules (laughs) yeah i think the nostalgia factor of it i mean i could definitely see you know fifa or nba 2k 21 doing well in this category because those are some of the most popular games of all time like every year when they come out but i'm just gonna i'm gonna say that of all these games the ones i'd probably play first would be tony hawk's pro skater one and two even though i wouldn't play it and Mm -hmm. i think people have fond enough memories of playing it and it was a good remake that I will say people will agree with me. I agree. And it's the only game that has Ska in it. I don't know if that's true about the other You can games. put Ska in any game you want. I guess that's true. Just mute the mute the music and the audio settings and then just throw Spotify up. I, I guess that makes it, any game can be a, a Ska game. If I, I guess if you really think about it. So the winner for best Ska game is? Less Than Jake. That's a ska band. I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the mighty mighty boss tones. That's another one. I think. Anyway, <laughs> next category. The uh, best sim slash strategy game. We got Crusader Kings three, Desperados three, Gears Tactics, Microsoft Flight Simulator, and XCOM Chimera Squad. Again, I've not played any of these. Uh, I've played I, one. Did you play? Was it Flight Simulator or Gears, Gears Tactics. Tactics? That was the first yeah. game I played on my um, computer when I first built it. I wanted to because I that was like I couldn't play it yet on Xbox, and it just got released for the actual Xbox recently. But it was first on the PC, so I mm-hmm. played through it. It's fine. It's a tactics game. I'm not a huge fan of these tactics games to begin with because, like, I feel like if I really want to be good at a tactics game, I should just learn chess. So sure. Uh, I would say my thought would be Microsoft Flight Simulator would be the winner for this category, and it would be my personal pick as well. Um, you throw me down for for Flight Simulator for both. Uh, I think people have had a lot of fun playing that, and I think this year in particular is kind of weird for um, I mean just video games in general, not not because of release or anything like that, but just with what's going on in the world. And I think that a game that allows you to travel and go and like see the outside, you know, is, is something that people are going to really hold dear this year and any, any sort of game that like, I mean, I wrote a whole piece about how persona five was my social life. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I think any game that sort of fills that some of those roles and some of those like wants and desires that we have to to be outside be social or see things and travel i think any game that does that is going to be kind of held fondly and held in a different regard than other games this year in in a similar way to like that's why i think fall guys is so great because when that came out it was what like march no but but when it may may um but when it when it came out i mean obviously everyone's still sort of been in lockdown and and all that kind of stuff so i think that's why um these sorts of games are going to be held in a different regard. Yeah, I think, and I think, like, just in terms of the game being beautiful, I think it's a good tech demo, and I think people getting their series uh, X's, like, when they're yeah. when they're looking for a game to play, like, this would be a perfect game to play um, 
and if you have Game Pass, it's free, and it's there, yeah. and it shows technology that's amazing. I mean, the the fact that they have created all the, like the major cities and every major airport, even small airports like in the Alaskan and whatever, and um. They have like challenge weekly challenges that make you do something like difficult, like a hard landing in a small airport and things like that. And there's just so much like you can do from the people who just want to casually play this game to the people who want to have a legitimate flight simulator experience. Uh, I think that there's a lot here. Um, it's on my list of things I'm definitely going to be trying before uh, our game of the year discussion at the end of the year. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, it's I, I would say that this is probably an easy one for everything you said, and it's an awesome game. I would say, though, like if you are into um, kind of like more of these strategy games, Crusader Kings 3 is one that I've heard really good things about. Um, not that I could tell you much other than it's had pretty good ratings and it is yeah. on Game Pass. So uh, if you do want to try one out, I would say that one would be one to try out. And to me, Gears Tactics was just a little bit average uh, personally for me. Is it weird that they put these two categories together? Best Sim slash Strategy? Um, yeah, I, it, it doesn't, Which, like, it, it seems like they wanted Microsoft Flight Simulator in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, that one, that one does not fit with these other, like, tactical war shooter games. You know what no, I mean? No, it, it like, it de definitely seems like it was something that was just kind of, like, thrown in there to, yeah. uh, get that nomination. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on. Best family game. Now, I... I'm excited for this one. So, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Mario Kart Live, Home Circuit, Minecraft Dungeons, Paper Mario, The Origami Kela, uh, King, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> from Heavy Rain, remember? Yeah, I know, I got that. The Origami Killer. Um, oh, speaking of which, there's actually a, a, a Heavy Rain reference as one of the trophies in Astro's Playroom. Like, oh, that's it was, fun. It, it's like raining outside, and you basically had to like protect yourself from the rain by like waiting on, under like an umbrella area. Uh, that's fun. And it was it was a fun little reference, and, and that that's the kind of like cool little references they do. Sorry for the aside, but that just reminded me no. of it. Uh, just real quick, also an aside about Heavy Rain. I've been thinking about like, man, I would love to play that game again. And it's like it probably does not hold up at all. I mean, uh, the controls are pretty bad, obviously, yeah. and the graphics aren't great. But uh, my girlfriend played through it um, a while ago, and it was her first time doing it, and she enjoyed it a lot. And she got really kind of hooked into it, and it was one of those things where she was just going to play it casually, but then it became like a weekend of her like finishing it off, and she yeah. enjoyed it. So, I mean, that's what happened with Elena and I with Detroit, um, where we're like, it's not great, but like the game, the like this, the story is interesting enough to like be hooked and, and just like plow through it. But anyway. Um, so anyway, best family game, not Heavy Rain. Uh, in that game, I cut my own finger off <laughs> and cauterized it with a with a, like a hot iron, whatever. It's because you're, uh, you're a good dad. Yeah, I'm a good dad. I saved my son. I did. And no one died. Uh, Animal, I think Animal, I think I'm torn between Animal Crossing and Fall Guys. I, just with the amount of cute pictures I've seen of children dressed up as Fall Guys, I... I in, in cute little art, like crayon art of Fall Guys, it makes me think that that game has been pretty influential to families. What do you think? Yeah, so I think I think one game that is on this list that is really kind of like, it's perking my interest in a way that you said if I have $70 to, to use, I shouldn't be on Call of Duty. I'd add mm -hmm. an extra 30 to that and buy uh, my uh, Mario, Mario Kart. Kart Live. Like, that would be just something that'd be really fun. 
Um, yeah, that's true. I'm trying to think of like my place though and how I could set up a course, and it might be a little bit difficult because you have to be a significant moving around of furniture. And then right. as the holidays are coming, like there's going to be a tree involved, so that might make <laughs> things even more difficult. Yeah, um, yeah. But but we're not having company over this year. It'd be a perfect year to just blow it up and make it into a racetrack. Uh, That's true. And I think that could be a cool like thing to do with your family, but that doesn't mean it's the best family game. And I no. think Animal Crossing is that game uh, through and through uh, because it's so simple for anyone to play. Uh, you could have fun with even the youngest of child to a little bit older. Um, it's something that you can you, know, you can sit there and your little kid who maybe can't pick up a controller can watch you play and enjoy. Um, so I would say that my answer would be Animal Crossing for my personal pick because I had some great, great times over quarantine of playing it uh, together with my girlfriend too. I agree. What do you think? What's your predicted pick? Animal Crossing as well? I would, yeah, I would say so. Um, yeah. I would say this category also has another one of the misrepresented ones, and that is Minecraft Dungeons. Have you played that game yet? It's like a dungeon. It's like a dungeon crawler, isn't it? It's hard too. Yeah, there's that is by no means a thing I'd bring my like little child to play if I want them to play video games with me. It's like it's difficult and like well, not like super difficult, but it, it's like there there's definite. It's not like a, a kid friendly thing. Like there's a you're constantly dying and you have to like level up and like you need to actually be a gamer to understand some of these <laughs> mechanics and I know it's Minecraft but it ain't for kids. Too I was looking at games to play with Elena just cuz like while well, Spirit Fair took a long time to download and I was like just looking through the e-store I was like what you know like what what's a good game that we could play together. And there's a free Kirby game on the e-store and I was like ooh Maybe maybe we'll grab this. And it was like a boss rush Kirby game where you have to like upgrade your armor and weapons and each weapon has like stats and stuff. And I was like, this is very involved for uh, a pink gumball. You know what I mean? I was, yeah. like, I was like, this is not what... I don't think we're going to get anything out of this. I think it's going to be very stressful and not fun. Um, so I, I I know what you mean when, when you're talking about that. I agree. I think Animal Crossing is my pick in terms of like... I don't know when like quarantine kind of first started Elaine and I live in different households and so we just didn't see each other um you know for two three months and that really sucked but every night we would play Animal Crossing together and we'd visit each other's towns and we'd give each other fruit and stuff I'm a little choked up <laughs> that's pretty cute all right moving on um I have no horse in this next race. Uh, best fighting game, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy versus Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition, One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows, and Under Night In Birth EXE Late Control R. I Is that... What's the last one? You got it. Did I really? I guess I so. don't know. Who knows? Uh, I think... I, I think this category tells you that no good fighting games came out this year. <laughs> right. Because Mortal Kombat 11 came out. I, I would say Mortal Kombat 11, but that came out a while ago, right? And this is just like a reskin, yeah, updated I, I, Yeah, it's like the, version the, of the it. Ultimate Edition with all the stuff in it. And I would say out of all of these games here, the ones I played uh, have been Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter V. Mortal Kombat's the better game by far. Um, I think Netherrealm is awesome with their fighting games. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a huge, like... I prefer the Injustice type of games over the Mortal Kombat type of games personally. Um, okay. But I I played a little bit of Mortal Kombat 11 enough to know that I, I, I think it's a pretty good game. Um, mm -hmm. But I think uh, the one that will would win here 
uh, would be, I'm you know just to be a little bit different, I'm gonna say Street Fighter Five because that's still one of the more popular fighting games. Um, okay. Even though it's not the best Street Fighter, uh, I just think that game has a little bit of clout to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just I don't to have separate a, myself a little bit. I don't have I don't have a dog in this in this hunt. That's nothing. I also heard One Punch Man, a hero nobody deserves, or whatever the heck it's called, is bad. So, you know what I was excited for? I was excited for uh, Jump Force <laughs> when I first saw the trailer for that game. I was like, "Yeah, okay, Luffy fighting Naruto, fighting Goku, fighting Light Yagami from Death Note." <laughs> like, I was like, "Okay, I can get down with this." And then I, I didn't keep track of it, and then it came out, and now it's it's like for five dollars at GameStop. <laughs> so, like, I don't think anyone. Uh, I don't think anyone liked that game. Well, you know, uh, the, the thing that bothers got... me about this is that I would say, like, if we're going to be putting Mortal Kombat 11 and Street Fighter V Championship Edition out, like, why can't they make uh, Super Smash Brothers and their and their Fighter Pass, like, part of the thing? Because right, I still think, right. to me, that's the better fight, fighting game out of all of these. I think if you're talking about, like, maybe it's just the circles I roll in, but, like, the community of, of Smash is huge. That game is still more popular than ever. I've been mm-hmm. really getting into watching um, a lot of the uh, uh, Smash online tournaments because most tournaments have moved online. And it's been interesting because all the professional players have adjusted because it's a very different metagame playing online with your lag and things like that than it would be in person. So I just think, like, that's one of the few communities that have really blossomed a lot during this pandemic. So um, I know it won last year, I believe, Smash yeah. Ultimate. But, I mean, Mortal Kombat 11 was also nominated last year so all right uh let's let's you want to throw some punches here lol not talking about fighting games let's talk about the best role-playing game oh good so, good so we have final we have final fantasy 7 remake we got genshin impact persona Woo-hoo. 5 persona 5 the royal wasteland 3 and yakuza like a dragon okay so my my co-workers at dual shockers there is no question what would win this category if you polled everyone at dual shockers and it would be Yakuza like a dragon. I've never. I have heard of yak, yak, Yakuza. Yakuza. I've heard I, I of like, it. Like either way you say, it's great to me. But I'll just let you keep saying that. I've heard of it before. I started working there, but I did not know that anyone played these games. Uh, oh, Dual Shockers plays those games. I've never played it, but I'm going to say that my personal pick is Persona Five: The Royal. Uh, I have not played it, but. I did play a lot of Persona 5, and that game is probably my favorite game that I've played in a very long time. Um, that said, well, I want to I want to hear your personal pick, and then I want to talk about what I think will actually win. Um, so I think for Yakuza, I think it's it's recent. It's people are talking about it now. Yeah. Um, I think to me, like this is one of those things in your head, like what is a role playing game? I'm not 100 percent clear what that game is it just doesn't scream role-playing game to me it seems like another yakuza game and mm-hmm. i know yakuza games are really popular it just ain't for me folks um so so like a dragon is totally see now i know all about y- yakuza uh like a dragon is totally different it's a turn-based fighting game now it's like it's a turn-based rpg because they used to be like beat-em-ups like you know not beat-em-ups but like open world you know third-person brawlers but now it is a turn-based, chapter-based role-playing game. So, yeah, so this goes under the category of someone says Yakuza and I zone out. You know what I mean? I do, I do. Uh, let me just, too long, didn't hear me. Uh, it's role-playing. It's it's, it's turn-based. <laughs> it is. It is correctly categorized. Okay. <laughs> yes, it is, it is. Okay, great. Um, um, so, 
if I'm looking for my personal pick and I'm looking at this category, um, it would yeah. be Genshin Impact. I'm just kidding. Like Genshin Impact is uh, is uh, convenient for me, and that's why I like playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's not a, a bad role playing game, but it really is hard for me to nominate it as one of my favorite role playing games on this list mm-hmm. because of the grind that's involved with it. And I know that's part of role playing games. Yeah, but this grind seems like it's tied behind dailies. And that's not a mm-hmm. fun thing for me. I like role playing games a lot, and I like just like being able to level up on my own and doing things that I like to do uh, when I want to do them, not being forced by time restrictions or waiting for a timer to fill up. And that's why I would say the easy one for me here for my personal pick is going to be Final Fantasy VII Remake because that game is great. Um, I think the combat system in that game is exactly what modern RPG combat system should be. One that is so seemingly simple and basic on the surface but once you really start to get into the the deep uh the deep systems that are in play there um i think that it is awesome i think the combat challenges i think if you play it again on the hard difficulty level if you're going for the platinum thing i only just started to do this um but then it it wasn't necessarily that was too hard i just didn't want to play it again at that time Um, basically the difference is you don't have health potions the same way that you do normally. So you have to think about combat in a totally different way. And it really makes you think about like everything that you're doing. And it's, that's when that game becomes like, you suddenly step back and see like, oh my goodness, this is actually a really, really good role-playing game that you're thinking about your choices. You're thinking about your tanks. You're thinking about your, your builds in a way that you normally wouldn't do it when you're doing the regular playthrough. And I think they, it's a fantastic system. Um, one of my favorite final fantasy systems, uh, ever, uh, probably my favorite final fantasy game ever. I would say. Sure. That makes sense. I think it will win, um, the, actual award because i think people really liked that game i enjoyed it Uh, i've not finished it but i am enjoying my time with it um i accidentally copy pasted tony hawk's pro skater in the (laughs) the predicted pick but i do think i I think it'll win too um but the reason i wouldn't say royal would win is because i feel like that's such a good game that is still not mainstream enough yeah which is disappointing for it um if come the switch and maybe i'd change my mind you know what i mean (laughs) i do i do um it is uh, a shame. It's I I'll say you know what I'll say it. I don't even care who's listening. It's a it's a damn shame because it's a great game. And I would say that in my opinion, I mean I haven't played Royal, but I it's from what I've read, it is like Persona Five, but also better. Which I'm like, what <laughs> Persona Five, but better? <laughs> You're crazy. Um, but. Um, I would say that I have enjoyed my t- I enjoyed my time with Persona Five more than I've enjoyed my time with Final Fantasy Seven, but that is like I I'm enjoying Final Fantasy Seven. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to like whatever. Oh no, but, I I totally I totally understand. And if I would have been maybe finished Persona Five, uh, the original one, I could have an opinion about Persona like like if it would be better or not. Um, yeah. I feel like the thing that prevented me from liking Persona Five. Even like today, I like Final Fantasy VII more than Persona Five. I think the, the almost you have too much to do in a way yeah, that becomes yeah. a little bit like I feel like I have to schedule things out and I can't just casually pick up a controller and play things. I have to plan things out. I have to like be in that mindset to do Persona. And I, again, that's not the kind of time when when I play games. I like to be more casual, just press buttons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like to necessarily have to plan things out as much. Not that I don't like Persona. I did. I do. Um, I just would rather play Final Fantasy VII. 
Well, I think, and then this will be the last thing I say about Persona, and then we can move on. <laughs> um, but but I think that the difference is that uh, Persona 5, I, have not, I can't speak really to the other ones, but I know Persona 5 at least uh, has its hand in a lot of different genres. It is a visual novel. It is a life simulator. It is a dungeon uh, crawler. It is a JRPG. You know what I mean? Like, like there's so many different things that are going on in it, that, and that's why I think it's a little bit more complicated and a little bit harder to pick up because it's kind of like okay well i can play for two hours and for those two hours it's going to be strictly a visual novel where it's just reading and then the next two hours are going to be the actual like you know crawling through dungeons and and fighting you know doing turn-based combat and stuff and then another two hours is going to be like okay well what are you going to do today it's like Hang out with Makoto. Um, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> uh, before we move on, I just have to say I did pull up uh, a trailer for Yakuza like a dragon, and it looks mm-hmm. like nonsense. I saw someone get hit in the face with a purse. Uh, I saw a orbital strike hit someone from space. <laughs> uh, like, it it, looks I, from what bonkers. I hear, it's like awesome. I hear it's actually awesome. <laughs> um. The whole the main character's name is Ichiban, I think, and he wants to be uh his hero in life is the main character from um what's what's the game where you fight slimes? Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest. It's hero from Dragon Quest. Uh and that's the whole game. He wants to be hero from Dragon Quest. <laughs> Checks out. Checks out. Yeah. So, okay. Uh let's move on to best action adventure game. So we got Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima. Spider-Man, uh, excuse me, uh, Activision's Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, The Last of Us Part Two. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, when did that come out? So it was one of those ones that was released so late that it didn't make the cut for last year's Game Awards. And a lot it. of people were upset with that because they, they that, that would have been their game of the year, quote unquote. Um, it wouldn't be my game of the year. But yeah, I, I just, I, you couldn't see, I made a face. Uh I think it's a good game. I liked it a lot. I I wouldn't say it was it'd be it could, it could be like top ten. I would say, but I don't think it would be top ten action game games of, the year. of last year. Okay, so let's uh, let me let me narrow this down. I didn't play um, Ghost of Tsushima because it just doesn't look very interesting to me. Um, You're messing Ori- up, man. Uh, okay, um, <laughs> Ori and the Will of the Wisps looks like fun but i also not really my thing isn't that like more of a puzzle platformer game kind of it's uh uh like uh what do they call those metroidvania uh, yeah metroidvania ish a little bit yeah that one's a little bit more open than the original one but it is more of an action game than the first one the first one was a little bit more puzzly this one's a little bit more actiony interesting okay um so there's that so i i wouldn't say that i don't know i don't know if assassin's creed valhalla is the best action adventure on this list i haven't played spider-man uh, i've heard it's pretty good um and i feel like last of us part two being in this category i mean it makes sense to be in this category because it is an action adventure game but i don't know for whatever reason that category doesn't feel very last of us to me would you agree oh yeah i like it, it feels more like a shoe. shoe uh, it's, it's like hard. a third-person shooter stealth game. Yeah, it's hard to really place that into a category, but action is not what I would classify that is as. Yeah, 
Um, I'm, hmm. I'm going to say, I don't know, man. What are you going to say? Uh, I think the, the choice for me for this game is going to be Ghosts of Tsushima. Uh, and okay. I think the reason why that game is one of the best action games is, um, and this is going to start a trend with, with, with this game. It's not one of my favorite games of all time, but when you're asking about these different categories, right, it seems to come up top for a lot of them for a lot of different reasons um but i'm looking at all these other games here um i have not it's downloaded but i have not played miles morales yet but i do remember playing spider-man and to me the thing that was inner in like new about that game that was special about that game was not its combat i thought the combat was fine it was fun but like swinging around and the story those are the things that were awesome uh Mm -hmm. the action eh, fine the or in the will of the wisps not that that's a bad game, but I, I still don't know if that's a game that kind of holds a candle to these other ones. Jedi Fallen Order, the combat, I, I was frustrated with it more than I loved it, to be frank. Like, I didn't feel like yeah. a lot of that combat was fun. And uh, The Last of Us Part Two, as you said, wasn't necessarily a... Uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem like Action it's this category. Game. And Assassin's Creed Valhalla is fine. I know what Assassin's Creed games are, but it doesn't sound like to me that there's anything drastically new about that gameplay style than the positive ones it might be refined in a slightly different way yeah it doesn't seem great i think ghost of tsushima takes that idea of your your the action adventure genre the exploratory stuff the actual combat's fun and creative and how you go about these combat encounters is great the exploring part is great of it the world is beautiful they take this ubisoft open world kind of game and they've made it so it's and I know this is like one of those stereotypical like things that they say, but it's truly like an open world that you feel like wherever you go, there's something to discover. Mm-hmm. Um, and the I have not played, gone back and played the new DLC for it, but they have like Destiny style loot systems and oh new yeah, yeah thing. And people like the the combat in itself is the focus point of that. And I think the combat is great. You have these awesome one on one samurai sh- samurai showdowns uh, that are really epic when you're playing them. And like every time Jin takes a sword, he does his little flick with his thumb. But, yeah, you're just like eh, it's about to <laughs> yeah. happen. Uh, it is. It is. In terms of everything here, I think it's one of the most polished and and clean and good versions of an action-adventure game. And it puts all these other games to shame, with the exception of Miles Morales is probably the one that would be the the second one in my my mind on this list. Okay, that makes sense. I I think my... For both my pick and I think other people. I think my personal pick, I again, haven't played Miles Morales yet, but if it is more... um, of Spider-Man from 2018, then I think that would absolutely be my personal choice. And then I agree with you. I think Ghost of Tsushima will be the, um, the pick by and, the panel. And I like when you were going through and saying that it's not your cup of tea, I'm, I'm not saying that as a, as a reason, like I didn't like say like, I don't want to judge you for what you think is, is good yeah. or not. And I don't want to tell you what you would like, but I definitely feel like if you are liking Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you should, you should play it. If you know, look, look for black Friday, if they have the sales going on for it, uh, because mm-hmm. it's definitely worth, definitely worth the experience. I think the story's fun. The combat's fun. Um, it's not, it, it's a, a Sony first party, Sony first party epic that I would say yeah. you have to play. Okay. Interesting. Uh, that might that might be the kind of thing that I pick up in the drought in like January, February. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like going back, seeing the things I missed from this year. 
Uh, Alright, best action game. Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life, Half-Life Alex, Neo 2, Streets of Rage 4. Uh, probably Hades is my but, personal pick. And yeah. I think that's what's going to win. Yeah, I, I have to say, like, this proves I don't like action games very much because none of these games excite me. The only game on this list mm. that I would want to play, and I've actually played Hades and Doom, the only game on this list I, <laughs> I would want to play would be Half-Life Alex. Um, yeah. But I, I do agree. I think Hades is going to win uh, this category because it has such positive conversations about it. People are talking about it. I enjoy the game. It's not, it's not bad. It's just uh, it's not my kind of game. I don't. I don't think it's as good as everyone's saying it is, but that's just my opinion. So yeah, um, I I agree. I really liked Doom Eternal, but um, I think when comparing it to something like Hades, it's just it's not it's not the same. Unfortunately, all right. Moving on, innovation in accessibility. I think this is an awesome category because I think as games get more and more accessible, I I I, oh, I mean we've talked about this on the show before. I can I only think that that is a good thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. letting more people be able to experience a game and, and whatever. Um, and so to me, let me let me read the category, so, uh, the nominees real quick. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded, Hyperdot, Last of Us Part 2, Watch Dogs Legion. Um, Assassin's Creed has awesome, great accessibility. It does not even come close to how accessible Last of Us Part 2 is. Like it is, Last of Us Part 2 is so granular in that, um, in that category. And, and I think that, Every game should try to be as accessible as that game is. I, I put in the in the document, I put Last of Us oh. Part 2, and then I carried it over. And then yep. in my predicted pick, it was Last of Us 3. In your personal pick, it was Last of Us 4. And then in your predicted pick, it was Last of Us 5. Yeah, so um, really excited for Sony's new game, Last of Us Part 5. <laughs> uh, what happens to, uh, to Abby and to Lev and um, their friends now and also to... Uh, whatever happened to Owen, you know, uh, stabbed the throat or shot through the ch- chest. I don't remember. There's a lot of murder. in that A game. lot of death. A lot um, of death. Um, um, yeah, but I, I agree. I think last of us part two, that options that you had on there, it kind of reimagines like what you think is, is right and wrong with accessibility. And like, you could change how you play that game. Even if you, you know, you don't need these options to just make it different. Like one of the things I found super useful playing through it was that pinging system yeah. that you can use when you listen to find collectibles and things like that to find outline enemies and they don't punish you for using this stuff you don't feel like you're doing anything wrong with it and then the the amount of stuff you can just go through and change like it was massive you could tell they thought about what they were doing and i think that thing that needs to be um awarded and that needs to be recognized and that needs to be something that more games do um i i did i did kind of fill in do you think that's going to win as well yeah okay. i mean i mean it, when I, I assume that uh, Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed have similar uh, accessibility options as they are both made by Ubisoft, I, I think they're different like studios making it, but um, I can only imagine that they were having those types of conversations between you know all of their studios, uh, and, and it's just... They, there is some great accessibility stuff. I truly believe that, and I think that any step towards making things better for people who maybe don't... Um, who just just being able to modify games to experience them how you want to your preferences i think that's awesome it doesn't even hold a candle to last of us part two except for i think uh valhalla had a dyslexia font um and last of us did not elena elena uh, she she prefers the dyslexia fonts uh just because they're easy to read and um 
it was cool to see that as an option. Yeah, it is really cool. Kind of looks like Comic Sans. Moving on. Uh, best VR slash augmented reality games. Uh, Dreams, Half-Life, Half-Life Alex, Marvel's, uh, excuse me, uh, PlayStation's Marvel's Iron Man, The Avengers VR, uh, Star Wars Squadrons, The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners. I've never played these VR games. Uh, I played Dreams, didn't play it in VR. Uh, I think if I I really want to play Half-Life Alex, um, I think that my personal pick, if I may be so bold, uh, for games I haven't played would be Star Wars Squadrons. Um, I have had the opportunity to play that game, but I have not because um, I want to experience it in VR because I think that that is what would make that game ext- like so special is sitting there and being able to like see everyone who I'm flying out with, you know? Yeah. Uh, because yeah, the idea of like actually being inside a cockpit like that is what, in my opinion, makes that kind of game cool. Um, but I think Half Life Half Life Alex will win because I think that that is a very good game. Yeah, I would say for me, uh, I definitely think Half Life Half Life Alex will win, and I want to play that game a lot. Um, I wish it come came to PSVR. Um, I don't don't know if it will, but I wish it no. would so I could play it. Uh, but I think the game I put there was Dreams because if you're asking someone to invest in VR, um, I think part of it is that I, I'm the kind of person that after playing VR for like 15 minutes, I stop recognizing it as being cool VR. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just seems normal to me and like my brain kind of like does not recognize how cool it looks. But I think Dreams offers unlimited types of experiences for you to use and you get to see how creative people can be with VR. Um, and I think Media Molecule has some good like tutorials and things in there for you to use VR, but also people are pretty creative with what they do with VR. Now, that being said, you also get some nightmares <laughs> yes, uh, that are put in there that make you sick and everything. But if you're, if you're having a VR, if you're like, you get one VR game, what is that VR game going to be? Dreams would be the one uh, for me t- to recommend because I think it is such a cool uh, experience and the community is great. And even, I, I think we talked about this, just watching uh, a guy who is like captured on a wall that suddenly turns into like a music video with flying penguins. Um, or it's you could do sweet. like a horror experience with it that is yeah. maybe not the best, but it's still creepy. Like you have all range of that stuff. And I think Dreams is, is a great game. I enjoyed it so much. And I think more people need to play it anyway. And then you mm-hmm. add the VR stuff on top of it. Chef's Kiss. Awesome game. Mwah. Want to introduce this next one? Sure. Our next category is the best community support. So which of these has a good community behind it? And like uh, the actual developers are listening to what the community is saying. Mm-hmm. So we have Apex Legends. We have Destiny 2. We have Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. We have Fortnite, No Man's Skies, No Man's Sky, and Valorant. Peter, what do you think is the winner of this category? I don't know. So I've played Apex. I've played a lot of Apex. Played Fall Guys. We played Fortnite. Um I, I don't I don't know. I don't really know what goes into this sort of category just because I'm not really an online games kind of guy, really. Uh, I will say this about Valorant is that I wrote a story about how they noticed that a lot of people were like pirating and like playing their game illegally in the Middle East because it, the servers just weren't available over there. So what did they do? They were like, all right, we're going to build a team out in the Middle East to support this game and we're going to get these office spaces and stuff um and i think that that's so very cool for that reason my personal pick is going to be valorant i have no idea what the actual pick will be uh because i don't really keep up with 
that kind of thing. Um, I like Apex. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? I think um, this is a tough category for me. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say my predicted pick is going to be Fortnite. Um, and I I think you know Fortnite they are so constantly changing things, adding things, doing things to a level that is unmatched by anyone. Um, and the reason I'm not going to say this as my own predicted personal pick uh, is because when they fought with Apple this year, and we have a whole podcast you can listen about this, but when they had that yeah. fight, that wasn't about the community, but it also was about the community. And that fight alienated millions of users. So you think that that's going to be the pick? No, well, I think I I think I think it's still going to be the pick because if you look at this list, I don't think people are going to be as critical as Fortnite as I think we are. Um, I That's think they're still like really, they're still really good about making events open and having things in there and making it a place to go, and and people are still coming there in droves. I can't vote for that though because I still think that they've alienated a lot of people of their players. Mm -hmm. While they did, while I think that move is kind of like standing up for the little guy, it's not standing up for the for the players who they've alienated on their platforms. So I don't know yeah. if I can vote for that. I still think it might win that category though, just because of how it is. I would say though, my personal pick is <laughs> gonna be Destiny Two. Um, okay. and we can, uh, we, we can talk about this more, uh, in, in the future, but I think destiny two is an awesome game. I think it's a great game. Um, I think the people who hate destiny two are the, are the, are the long-term fan, long-time fans who play it every day and complain about it. Um, and just because they're the loudest ones saying how much they hate it does not mean the game is bad and they don't right. really hate it. They like love to hate it. Cause why are they keep coming back to this thing? Exactly. Um, and Destiny is always doing new events. They're always having new things, and I think their their uh, actual model of getting new content out there has made Destiny Two change constantly over the years. And the Destiny Two you're playing today is not the Destiny Two you're playing at launch. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I'm I'm gonna say that that would be my uh, winner for this. Okay, I'm gonna say that that is my predicted pick. Actually, now that I think about it, because they have done so much work. I mean, just throughout. The the whole year since it launched with updating things, adding like brand new systems to my understanding. And I think that that's very cool. And I think that that should be rewarded. All right. Your best right. mobile game. Then our best mobile games are among us. Call of duty, mobile Genshin impact legend of rune Terra and the Pokemon cafe mix. Is there even a question here? What's the thing I've done more on my phone this year than even texting anyone taking pictures of my dog. It's Genshin impact. Yeah, I think that that is my personal pick. Uh, I think Among Us is going to win, though. Do you I, agree? I don't think so, because I think it's become a thing that people aren't necessarily playing on their phones as much anymore. From my understanding, people did... It was initially created for phones, but most people are playing it, streaming it, knowing about it through computer players, playing it. And um, while I think... Uh, Among Us is very popular. I think Genshin Impact is just as popular. And it might mm -hmm. not end up winning just because maybe it's a more international thing where it's popular because it's making a lot of money. Um, but uh, I, I still think that um, Genshin Impact is... Uh, people are talking about it. Reddit knows I'm talking about it, sending me messages <laughs> about it. And they are doing a ton of updates for this thing every yeah. Every week, there's something new, new quests with like voice actors in there and everything. Like they're doing a lot of good stuff in this game, and you know if they keep keep this up, I mean, why will I not keep playing it every day for the rest of my life? 
Why indeed, Justin? Why indeed? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Among Us is going to win just because I think that that has been so accessible to people who don't normally play video games. My friend Patrick texted me last night. Uh, he's like, hey, I really like Among Us. And that was maybe the most surprising thing he could have ever texted me because I don't think that man's <laughs> even heard of video games. Uh, that's not true. We played Smash together once. But um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think that it has broken through in that way because it is you are able to play on your phone. Um, and that is how I've played it this year. Best indie game. Now, this is actually, this is kind of a bloodbath here. We got Carrion, uh, Fall Guys, Hades, Spelunky 2, and Spiritfarer. And I know that we've, we actually, I mean, I've played a lot of these. I've played all of these, actually, except for Spelunky 2. But you played it, didn't you? Uh, I, I was going to. That was on my list of things I wanted to play. And then yeah. I'm like, it's more Spelunky. And I was like, I actually know. Right. So what what are you how are you feeling about this? I agree. I think this is the first category that has a it, it, I I don't have a clear idea of where it could go. Um but I do think it's going to be Hades. Uh and I'm going to say that's that's my thought of the one that is going to uh win and I would say that is the one that is my personal pick too. Uh, oops, not Ghost of Tsushima, Hades. Uh, I would say Hades is going to win because out of the games I played here, I think it's great. Um, it's polished. It's clean. Um, it's it, replayable. It's in the conversation. Um, and even though it's, you know, to me, it's not the best game ever. And, I, and and I I think it's still a good game. I can still give it that for being a clean, awesome game. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that Spirit Fair kicks the shit out of Hades, and I've only played it for three hours. <laughs> um, and also, they could exist in the same universe here. So the whole idea of Spirit Fair is that Charon, the guy who sells you shit in Hades, is retiring, and you. Uh, oh no, we broke you. His name. We broke the do- you. the the cat's name is Delilah. Your name is not Delilah. Gwen is the is the is the Gwen is the deer. I'm forgetting the main character's name, but you are taking over for Charon. So I'm excited to see that Hades Spirit Fair crossover where um, Big Hat Girl takes over and is the new merchant. Um, I think I think it's I I like it more than Hades so far, but I, I do like Hades quite a bit, and I think it's going to win just because people are so hot for Hades right now, and I've played uh, you. Initially, when when we talked about it a few weeks ago, I had said like, you know, I, I beat the I beat it the first time, and like I escaped once, and then I was kind of like, yeah, maybe I'm done. But I've returned to it, and I've put another 10, 15 hours into it. Dang. Um, there's some good stuff in there. It's a game that I listen to podcasts while I play, and then um, I've only escaped twice more. But I turned God mode on, but it's not really making me feel much better because <laughs> I still get my <laughs> teeth kicked in by the Minotaur. Um, the Minotaur is fine, but his, his friend is, is a real, a real tough customer. Um, yeah, I think, I, I think yeah. if I ever play Spirit Fair, um, and by the way, just installing it now, cause it is on Game Pass. Um, it's on Game Pass? It is on Game Pass. I spent $30 on it on the Switch, but that is where I would want to play it. I agree. Cause I'm, I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I would say that might make it over to beat Hades because Hades is not my type of game. So, yeah. but I still think Hades, Hades. Um, it, did you play, I guess we'll talk about this next week when I talk at length about why I really love Spirit Fair. Um, but it reminds me of kind of like Baby's first um, Stardew Valley. Oh, okay. It's, it's, a, it's a lot less obtuse than Stardew Valley where it's just like, go for it. And it's like, do, do you think, do you think like Claire would like it? Spirit Fair? Yeah. 
Did you, she likes Stardew Valley, did she? Yeah. Then yeah, she'll like Spirit Fair. Okay. Yeah. And and it's cute and it's got like it's it, it's like a mix between Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley where you're hanging out with all these animals on your ship and you are um you are the new Charon and you have a big ship and it's very lovely. All right. Best ongoing game, uh, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. My personal pick is Apex because I love that game. Um, I, I think what will win is either Fortnite or Destiny 2. I'm going to put Destiny 2 for a similar reason why I said had it earlier. Because I think that the support that they've had and the way they've changed the game in so many different ways, like in adding new systems and really changed up is is... I think going to attract a lot of votes. Yeah, I would I would say uh, Destiny 2 is my pick for both uh, my personal pick and my predicted pick. I think these categories in my brain are kind of I need to do a better job at separating them and like mm-hmm. it, what they are because I think community support saying that yo we're listening to what the community is saying we're making sure that we're like reacting to you. Um, whereas ongoing, it's just the, the new features all the time and always a reason to come back to. Yeah. Um, and I do think it, like games like Apex Legends definitely have a reason to come back to it. Um, but I think Destiny 2 in and of itself, they just have, you know, new expansions out. It does become something to, to be an event to come back. And I just love that that gunplay. Like, I cannot complain about shooting in that game. It's but awesome. Destiny? It's perfect. Yeah. Great. I love it. Um, and uh, so Destiny 2 is, is this for, for both. Mm-hmm. Um, games for impact now. Genshin impact. If, yep, it, it's kind of. It kind of seems like it's. It sounds like someone misheard you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh, I've been playing a lot of Genshin Impact, and then they tell their friend like, "Games." He's talking impact? about like, like game for impact or something like that. Um, that's actually really funny. Uh, so uh, I didn't understand what this category was. Uh, let me read the description of what it is on the official Game Award website. Uh, fourth, thought-provoking games with a pro-social. Uh, meaning or message okay so let me let me go through the games for you a little bit and i'll give you a very kind of basic understanding um about them so if i found it's kind of like uh it looks like almost a point and click game um about uh, a transgender woman and her relationship mm-hmm. then there's kentucky route zero which is by the way a, a game that took seven years to be completed it was released right. in episodes um it's like a point and click adventure i I, it's not really upfront enough with what its quote unquote social message is for me. I haven't played it, so I don't know. Spirit Fair, kind of about death and accepting death, right? There's a hug button okay, in Spirit there, Fair. There you go. I mean, wow, you should have led with that. That's going to be the winner. Uh, Tell Me Why, which is about uh, twins. Um, one of the twins uh, is a transgendered man, I believe. Uh, and then Through the Darkest of Times is a World War II um, uh, kind of uh, strategy game, I guess, um, in which you basically have to make choices about like who you protect from, let's say, from the Nazis, like how you deal with things like that. Like, oh my gosh. Uh, kind of, it lo- it, it, it looks pretty. Like one of the things I was hearing is that you can, uh, like, basically have a Holocaust survivor, like a Holocaust, uh, a Jewish person, uh, have a Jewish person um, rescue them and have them like hide in a bunker, and then like a minute later, the bunker gets exploded. Oh my gosh! And like it's like you're kind of like choosing like the fates of these people and things like that. And uh, it seems like a game that's right up my alley. I'd be interested in playing that. I would say that maybe, but um, I think uh, for me, the game I think uh, it would be my my personal pick would be Spirit Fair because I feel like that game is unique. 
I think that game seems fun. It's one that I'd want to play. And I think the topic and how they talk about the topic of death and that kind of thing, I think could, you know, it's, it's not sad. Is it the game? Okay. So Elena called me sobbing, uh, on the phone when, so the whole goal of the game is you pick up these people and it's, I, I think it's alluding to, and like light spoilers, uh, alluding to the idea that you knew all these people in, in your, in your life. Like you pick up your uncle. Uh, and he's a big frog man. And you, when you take them to the gate, they turn into constellations. I'm getting choked up a little bit thinking about it. And, and, and they like move on and are able to rest. And yeah, it's sad. I mean, it, it's, it's very bittersweet. And, and it, I think, ta- uh, talks a lot about, makes us think about like, you know, in our real life, the people who've passed away and, mo- and have moved on. Um, and, I wouldn't say that it's framed as sad. I would say that it's framed as being bittersweet where it's like, again, hug button. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that's, that's great in itself. And I think that is unique. And I think that to me, not only do I think it would be the one that would win looking at these, but also the game I'd want to play. And also I think the one that I think other people would also like as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have spirit fair as my personal pick, but tell me why I think it's a little bit more mainstream. And I think that a studio like, who are they? I'm re- trying to remember. Don't nod. Don't nod. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I, I think that they're a little bit more mainstream and have a more like, they have a reputation for making games sort of about social issues and, and things like that. All right. I'm excited. I'm interested to hear about this best performance. So we've got Ashley Johnson as Ellie, Laura Bailey as Abby, um, Daisuke Suji as Jin Sakai from uh, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Logan Cunningham as Hades from Hades, and uh, Naji Jeter as Miles Morales, um, and uh, Ellie and Abby are from Last of Us. And here's a little fun fact: uh, Naji Jeter, if I am remembering correctly, is in The Last of Us One as Sam, the kid who gets bitten, and. Uh, that you get across the bridge with. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? What a small world. I know. It's almost like there's only nine video game voice actors that are in everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, f- I fucking finished Pathless, and it's like, Laura Bailey and Troy Baker. <laughs> who, who knew? Um, who knew? No. So uh, the best performance, in my opinion, I I think it's between Laura Bailey and Ashley Johnson. What do you think? I... Okay, so... What's going on, everyone? It is editing peter just popping in here to say that there's going to be some pretty heavy spoilers for the last of us part two so if you want to avoid that go ahead and skip to the time code 12350 at that point our discussion of this whole category is over um so if you are wanting to still if you still haven't played the last of us part two you can hop right over there um if you haven't played it i would highly suggest that you do it is i haven't talked to justin yet I don't know if he's going to be mad at me for saying this or not, but I think that it's probably going to go down as both of our uh, game of the year this year. So, all right, enjoy the rest of the show. Later. Oh, this is hard for me. I think it's. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say Ashley Johnson is my pick. I think that's an that's for me an easy one. I don't. I don't know if Laura Bailey's in that conversation on the same level. Not that she did anything wrong in the game. Not that uh, Abby did anything wrong in the game. I think, but I think. When when you go back to that game, I I don't necessarily remember 
those moments as much. And it might be part of the mental hurdle hurdle you have to get over when you're yeah. playing as her. Um, she has some great moments in there. I just don't know if it's developed in the same way as the other characters. I think you can make the argument that she that uh, Abby does go through more of an emotional arc in this story than um, uh, uh, Ellie uh, Ellie does. Um, she has more of a complete story because I think there's still like some unresolvedness by the end of that with uh, Ashley Johnson's character. And I feel like mm-hmm. she's very one level for most of it. Um, Ashley, you think Ellie's very one level for most of that game? I think, because here's the thing, I, as we're talking about this, I'm like, oh, it's Ashley Johnson for sure. I think uh, Laura Bailey's performance as Abby is great. I think Abby's awesome. I really like a lot of the moments. Remember when she's going across the skyscraper and Lev is like, don't, like, your, your fear makes you stronger because you got the mm-hmm. adrenaline pumping through you. And she's like, I don't want to do this, fuck Lev. And then they fall. Uh, and then her relationship with Lev is really great and all this stuff. Um, and when she's hanging out with Yara, she's like, oh, we got to cut your arm off. They cut their arm off. So anyway, um, it's very good. But I think that throughout the entirety of Ellie's story, there is so much subtext that she is giving off and i think it helps that the animation is like the best in any video game literally ever um but like as i as i replayed it a second time the amount of like her 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 attempt to go to to go to seattle and do this isn't because she wants revenge it's because she's trying to justify and and she's grieving and she feels guilty for the way she wasted her time with joel and i think as you um go through that game you start to really see it in a different way especially when you revisit it that scene with nora when you're torturing her uh it it feels like she's has to psych herself up about it it feels she she flashes i don't know if it's in that scene but she there are multiple times throughout that game where she thinks about joel and and thinks and try and to me i don't know if it's her thinking about that moment but it feels like she's trying to remember why she's mad and why she's doing it or why she's telling herself that she's doing it and her performance she just sells it i I think she really just sells it um and so i I think it's not even a question and so i think that's why she would win as well i think what i mean by a complete arc is that ellie's where she ends up in this one and where she goes is dependent on the first game and like her development is over the two games and not that she doesn't develop or do an emotional journey in the second one it's just that grow that that beginning step as a thing important to where she is in this mm-hmm. game particularly and i think if anything one of the things that she is really struggling is that she is trying to be joel the old yes. joel in the game yes and she can't and it is this because you know from the first last of us game that amazing scene where um joel basically goes back to his old ways in order to yeah, find ties out the two guys up yep. yeah and you know it, for him it was so easy and how he just yeah. did that. And he wasn't even hurt by it, but he just had that that change. And then Ellie doesn't have that in her, but she yeah. needs to, in order to, to get back to uh, for uh, revenge for Joel, she has to be like that. And it is destroying her on the inside. And there's a lot of that that great, those subtle things, like the Nora scene is great and all that kind of stuff, because that's not who, who Ellie is. And she has to, like, force herself to be this kind of thing. I think I think she's great. I think, like, it, it's great. Um, I think um, Laura Bailey's is, is, to me, a little bit more surface level because we don't have enough time with it, the, with her character. I've said this mm-hmm. on several occasions. I think her story is a little bit rushed uh, w- because it feels like you're trying to get through her entire arc in the 10 hours you play as her um, yeah. rather than slowly develop things. But um, 
yeah, I think if we're thinking about acting in a video game, how can you not say Ashley Johnson? I agree. Laura Bailey does have a re- the, the scene where she does kill Joel. Oh, spoilers! Which whoops. Uh, but at this point, you're you know you played the, at this point you played the game. Um, <laughs> uh, the the scene the scene where she does kill him. I think she is one of the her performance is incredible, and I think it's overshadowed by how great Ashley Johnson's is. But I think she is going through a similar thing as Ellie when she's torturing all these people to try and find out where Abby is, um, where she's like trying to get mad about it again, trying to remember like, Oh, you killed my dad, you know, but, um, we probably should have said spoilers there, huh? Maybe I'll put a note in. I'll put a note in. Um, all right. I think Ashley Johnson will win that category as well. Not, not even close. All right. Best audio. Then we have doom eternal audio design, doom eternal half-life, Alex, ghost of Tsushima, resident evil three and the last of us part two. Peter, do you like the sound of heads exploding? Uh, for which of these games? Most. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was because I was gonna be because like, Doom Eternal. I like the game. I, I do, and I would recommend the game. But I think that like if I'm thinking about the audio of it, it sounds a lot like this. And then like underneath that, it's going. Um, I should be a foley artist. <laughs> Do it. Do Just it. Me squishing a bunch it. of like raw meat together. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that a lot of it sort of bleeds together. No pun intended. Um, I think probably The Last of Us Part Two. I like the sounds in that game. I think that, I mean, so much of it is dependent on because it's so like stealth heavy. Um, I think a lot of the sounds are dependent on how well the audio is designed. What do you think? Uh, I think it's Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I think that that game is such. Uh, a sense uh, it gets every one of your senses from how it looks and how beautiful it is to how it sounds and the peacefulness and the sound mm-hmm. of your sword and all the little things that that that, that game does um, from just the little moments to the the big action scenes it's awesome it's, it's designed well it's beautiful uh, yeah so best audio design uh, easily Ghosts of Tsushima for me and I think it's going to win as well yeah okay I mean I, I haven't played it i i'll i will agree with you i will secede because i don't know i didn't <laughs> it's not doom all right i'll say it it's not doom <laughs> i i got i gotta say and then we can go to the next category too with the best score and the best music uh the nominees are doom eternal final fantasy 7 remake hades ori in the will of the wisps and the last of us part two i hate the doom soundtrack i am not into that i do not i'm not into that gamer bro stuff that heavy metal stuff i'm sorry not even close to being what i'm interested in and that does take away from the experience when i play it sorry for you out there if that's not the case but i just think it's too much too much justin doesn't like gent i like i do like the intro the intro song when you like start the game up it's it's pretty good I have to say, like this is, and this is just me. I almost feel embarrassed playing that game, listening to that heavy metal music, that kind of stuff playing. I'm just really? like, oh, this hurts. I do, I do, actually, I do like it a lot. I mean, well, imagine that game without it. What's playing? Uh, imagine the Halo choir singing in the background, and it would be infinitely better. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, there you go. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, I would give okay, best score in music. I like the Last of Us Part Two music, 
the, the, the rest of the show is just gonna be me singing uh, <laughs> uh i i think that hades actually the music in hades um r- reminds me of doom the the music in doom where like in the boss fights you do get the distor- the distorted guitars and and everything like that but sort of in the um, other chambers and stuff it's it's a lot more subdued but the problem is i can't remember what a single one of those sounds songs sound like i know I like i can first, describe them but like i, I don't one of my favorite my sounds is like that first the first world sound specifically when you like jump in for the first time yeah like you can see going <laughs> yeah it does it does um but i will also say that the final fantasy 7 remake that's got some good music in it. Yeah, it's it's a Final Fantasy VII remake versus Last of Us fight for me. Um, and, ah, God, it's really hard for me to pick one. I think, personally, Last of Us Part Two. I just think, like, if we're thinking about a score and we're just thinking about everything, I think that game, at its core, is intentional. Everything about that game is yeah. intentional. The music choices, everything. And I think The Last of Us Part Two. the, I mean, what are some of the, the most memorable moments of that game? If I ever were to lose it's it's you. the guitar song parts like yes. absolutely like if you're thinking about that game and you and you don't think about the music you haven't played that game to, to correctly <laughs> because yeah. I think it's so beautiful uh, and uh, even uh, there's just uh, so many good parts of that I think Last of Us Part Two takes it away and I would hope that a game like this that um, I, I think does raise the production uh, expectations of video games, at least in my head, I would hope other people recognize the the, t- the thought, care, and time that was put into the music as well. So I'm going to say that that was my predicted winner too. I I, I do agree with you. Um, and I think with Final Fantasy VII, when I think of the songs, not that I'm like super familiar with the m- music from the original one, but like I I know the the like do 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 like the like the intro music and everything like i know that and when i hear it i hear the original one not the newly orchestrated one i i, I do have to say the newly orchestrated versions of all like the the fight the battle uh song it is and good everything. it's very That's good so awesome um but yeah it's it's good it's my number two on this list it's just i don't think that it's the same yeah um all right best art direction uh final fantasy 7 remake ghost of tsushima hades ori in the will of the wisps last of us part two um, I think this is Hades. That's my personal pick and my predicted pick. I don't think it's even close. Oh, I don't. I think you're wrong. Oops, I didn't mean to put that. Uh, I think uh, it is Ghost of Tsushima uh, through and through. I mean, the game is beautiful, and if we're thinking about art direction, there's so much in the art direction of uh, Ghost of Tsushima that is uh, the colors. I mean, like looking at the photo mode. I mean, you, you have you seen any photo modes from Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah. The amount of colors that they bring in. And I think one of the great things about the art direction in that game is that a lot of the art is essentially what you're using instead of uh, HUD details. Like mm-hmm. the wind is in itself going around it's like the constantly. marker, isn't the it? leaves yeah. are blowing, and that's used as your directional waypoint. And if we're thinking about, like, not only is the game gorgeous to look at, silky smooth in 60 uh, FPS on the PS5. 
but uh, also just like those little touches that the design and the art itself is just furthering that game forward. I think it's a beautiful game to look at. It's one of my favorite things to see people's photo modes from, uh, mm -hmm. and it's it, it it is so gorgeous. Though I would say, if we're looking at this list, the games that stick out to me would be Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and Ori: The Will of the Wisp as being like really like beautiful looking games. Yeah. Itself. I understand your point. But I think that the character, like the character design, the world design, all that of Hades, like the monster design and stuff is top notch. And it is like, I heard it described, I think it was on the besties, which is a podcast by like, I don't, I don't know if they're polygon or not officially, but um, a lot of polygon people on that show, they said it was like horny Tumblr fan art, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of like kind of how it is. But I think that all of the designs are so interesting and so intricate. Um, and I think that by looking at by just looking at any of the designs of the characters, you can say, okay, that it like that character is this is how they are. This is how they behave. You look at like Dionysus, and he's obviously the god of like partying and stuff. And so all of his um, like boons give you uh, it's not drunk. I don't think that's the official name of the like power up. But basically, Grunt. when you attack enemies, they get like woozy or dizzy or something like that and like he's just like all laid back and hanging out and whatever but i think it's that it's hades for me all right best narrative 13 sentinels agus rim a game that i'm surprised is not your favorite game you've ever played uh final fantasy 7 remake ghost of tsushima hades and last of us part two i mean maybe i would love it i haven't played it yet uh maybe i should it's a, it's a very anime, very it's it's like very up your up your alley, I think. Um, I mean, maybe, but I mean, I don't care how good it is. There's no way it can win this category. So my personal pick is obviously Last of Us. Do you think Last of Us is going to win? I, I assume your pick is Last of Us as well. That's a hard one, man. Um, I I would say uh, I think game people like The Last of Us Part Two. I agree. I don't think other people like The Last of Us Part Two the way they should. Yeah. Um, you think it'll win? Because I think it's split between Last of Us and Hades. I agree, and the reason I'm going to I'm going to say Hades is going to win, mm -hmm. even though I've I've strongly disagree because the way the Hades narrative works is probably one of the most unique and interesting things I've ever seen before. Mm -hmm. um, how it is, it's such a long story and how they, it's a very like if then kind of like programming thing. And it's really brilliant how they do it, that your actions impact when events happen, how they react to you. I was yeah. watching someone who did a speed run of it and on their first playthrough um, and how when you beat the game on your first run, they will react to you differently when you go back to play it sure. again based yeah. On if you finish it in that first time, and that that kind of like that kind of level of detail, I think is awesome. And uh, I think that other people look at that as seeing as kind of unique storytelling uh, style. Mm -hmm. But overall, I mean, The Last of Us Part Two is amazing. I loved it. I love the story. I love the narrative. I love the questions it brings up. I love the conversation it has. And even for the people who hate it, I love talking to them about why they hated it because I disagree, but it's still a good conversation. So love it or hate it, it's one of the, the deepest, most complex stories i've ever experienced well and, and and to me i think that's what makes it such a good story is that um i mean i could talk about hades but like 
Yeah, it's fine. You, you, like, like the story is interesting, and I can talk about that a little bit. But regardless of whether you liked Last of Us or not, I think it's a conversation, no matter what, that you can have and have it really detailed and say, okay, well, why didn't you like that, or what did you like, or, or what did that mean to you, or why didn't that work and land for you? And um, so that's why Last of Us is my pick and my predicted winner. But I do agree with you that I don't think gamers liked the Last of Us part two. I do have to say, Half Life, Alex, though they basically fix or continue the story of Half-Life 2, which kind of like ended in a weird spot, and they continue that, and they answer all these questions. And if you're someone who likes Half-Life... It's a prequel. Mm-hmm. So how does it continue? It, like, answers a lot of those questions. Oh, oh I see, I see. Yeah. I thought, I thought you meant, like, at the end, like, that sort of cliffhanger ending, and I was like, how? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I see wh- what you mean. Uh, let's talk about game direction. Uh, best game direction is Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Last of Us Part Two. I think, for me, it's probably Last of Us Part Two. Are you okay? You're clutching your head. It's so hard. I don't know what to do. Uh, the only game that I know the director of <laughs> is The Last of Us Part Two. I don't know what to do. I don't know. This is a hard one for me. It's 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 a close one two for me. Um, Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima. And yeah. uh, I think the the I'm going to lean towards for this one. This will be one of the years at the Oscars where the best director and best picture are split. Um, yeah. And I, I think I'm going to go with Ghost of Tsushima for this one. Interesting. Uh, because I think that, you know, for me, it was the best art direction, obviously. But I think the overall way that this game was handled from an from from a storytelling to a, a visual to a even how they're dealing with the DLC and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, I think the 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 way that this game kind of comes together like to me the mem- the most memorable thing of this game is not the story is not the uh is not just the you know the gameplay it's kind of like all of the stuff together and when yeah. i think back of this game and i think about what i like this game uh it's all of the the little stuff that came together to make such a cool and unique experience because there's not much cool and unique about this game on its own but it's how it all comes together that makes mm. it really fantastic and fun um, so I would say Ghost of Tsushima would be the, the best game direction for me, uh, but I do think Last of Us Part Two would probably be the winner. Interesting. Overall. Okay. And finally, game of the year. We got Doom Eternal. Uh, sorry, Doom Eternal. Maybe next year. No. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, obviously, I, I think my personal pick is Last of Us. Uh, I mean, I think that's kind of clear. But let, let me say what I don't think will win. I don't think... I, I, I made that joke. I don't think Doom Eternal is going to win. Nope. I don't think Ghost of Tsushima is going to win. I don't think Animal Crossing is going to win. Uh, I think it, the path to Final Fantasy VII winning is that the vote is split between Hades and Last of Us. I I would say more people would be split. Like, the people who like Hades will like Hades. Yeah. I think the people who like Final Fantasy VII will be more likely to be split between Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us Part Two than mm-hmm. with Hades. I don't... I, this could just be me. I don't feel enough people have been talking about The Last of Us Part Two since it's been released. 
Okay. You don't hear sure. that in the conversation. I think mm-hmm. Ghost of Tsushima, you've heard a lot about. Not only has it been like one of the better selling games this year, but then when the the expansion came out, people have been talking about that. It was free DLC. People came back to play it. It's still on our minds. Final Fantasy VII Remake. I think that did quiet down a little bit, but it was very loud when it came out. People liked it a lot. Doom Eternal, let me just tell you, not my game at all. Not even you close. You played it. You, you tried it, didn't you? Like yeah, I played it for like an hour and a half, two hours. No. Yeah, I like I like I wanted to play it. I wanted to play it uh before I could like have an a, a official opinion on it, knowing full well that it probably wasn't the type of game for me. Um but I I, I I booted it up, I played it, and I was like, hey, I was right. It's not. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It's hard. So my game of the year is clearly The Last of Us Part Two. That That's a game I'll remember for a long time playing it. It's connected with the pandemic for me for a lot of reasons. And just like that was like a 30-hour experience I had. Yeah. Um, I mean, Animal Crossing people love that game too. Like they love it. They do love it. They love it, man. So, I guess my problem is looking at all these other games. I don't know if it wins because because okay, I think like okay, let's say let's say you like Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Let's say you hate one of these other games uh, that that's like in the running. You probably so let's say one of them is taken out, and let's just not count Doom. Um, you probably like one of these other games more than Animal Crossing. So, like, let's say you hated The Last of Us. You probably played Hades and were like, wow, that was great, right? Vice versa, if you hated Hades or didn't like it or just thought it was fine, you're going to look at The Last of Us and be like, yeah, it's Last of Us, and that was better than Animal Crossing. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not saying Animal Crossing is bad. I love Animal Crossing. It's probably the game I played the most this year, 170, 200 hours in it. But I think when you look at these other games, I just don't know if, if you would be able to have that argument. I'm going to officially say that the winner of Game of the Year for 2020, mm-hmm. not the one I agree with, mm-hmm. is going to be Hades. I also think it's going to be Hades. It's going to be Hades. I agree. I will be upset. I mean, I don't care. I, oh, I care. <laughs> like, I, this, is, this is what I stake my personal worth on what other people say about video games. So if I they don't so. agree with my choices, I think they are wrong. I was gonna say you're on. You were on. You said you were on Reddit the other day, so that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but official I, fan art. Yeah, for, to go along with your body pillow or whatever. <laughs> um. So that. So I guess that's that's our that's our list. Um. Do you want to talk about the esports things that were on there? Cause I, I mean. I don't like, know. I literally know nothing about esports. This could be our tiebreaker, but let's just go through this really quick. Do you have the list pulled up? I do not. Okay. Uh, I yes, I do. Well, I don't want to spend too much time on this, so we're just going to go through a category and then come up with a random guess um, and then uh, kind of go from there. So for best esports team, I'm going to pick the San Francisco Shock because I'm they're gonna, Overwatch. Okay. okay, I'm going to pick. I'm still pulling it up. Oh, uh, is that the Chicago Cubs? I'm just kidding. I'm still pulling up the thing. You're a Sox fan. I knew it. I am. I am a Sox fan. I'm gonna go with the Dallas Empire. Cool. Cool. (laughs) Dallas Empire it is. All right. For best esports host, I'm going to go. Oh, they all have cool nicknames. So we'll go based off Golden Boy, Machine, 
so Sorks, Dash, and Shiver. I'm going to say the machine's going to win. You know that it's Golden Boy for me. Come on. Okay, Golden Boy. Do you know how to say that, Sorgs, the third one? F.G. Sjoks Deportere. Yeah, I'm not going to say she uh, wins because I don't want to say that name again. Um, yeah. Best esports game. Um, oddly enough, Overwatch is not listed here. Uh, and I would say Overwatch is because they're the only with the league, right? I mean, just from what I know about esports, I would say probably League of Legends, even though I don't, it's not like my thing at all. Yeah, I'd say League 2 because it's the only one I think has like the bigger community and money behind it. Yeah. For competitive esports. Yeah, right, right, right. Best esports event. I want to go to an esports event once it's safe to leave my house. Um, I'm going to say the because I just I like the game, the Overwatch League Grand Finals 2020. That sounds like Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say that as well because um Overwatch is again has it's it's big. Yeah. It's big, guys. Um, all right, let's look at best esports coach. Um so there's Zonic, Krusty, Grabs, Zephyr, and Rambo. I want Krusty to win. I'm gonna say his Krusty pick- too because with the name like Krusty, he looks his, he looks so he like looks happy. So sad. Well, I think he looks really sad. Yeah. Looking at the camera, like, it's, about, it's not me? a great picture of him. Well, it's like <laughs> right, the Mona Lisa yeah. smile. Is he sad or is he happy? I can't tell. I I you know what? I guess that's true. I guess that's true. All right, and finally, the best eSport athlete. So we got Crim6, we got Showmaker, we got Canyon, we got Z, and we got Zwoo. Zwoo. Zywoo? Um, I don't know who any of these fools are, but I do like Showmaker's haircut because it kind of looks like it's it's like a it's like a bowl cut kind of. So you're you're going for Showmaker? I guess so. Uh, I'll do it based on hair, too, and it's going to be Crim 6 because he looks like he has the most product in his hair. He does look like he has a lot of product in his hair. Crim 6 it is. <laughs> and that is our tie-breaking round. <laughs> so, okay, uh, let me just say this right off the bat uh, because I know that future Peter, who's editing this episode, uh, this is going to be a long one. <laughs> Uh, so thanks, thanks for sticking with us. I'm I'm curious what uh, you at home, what what you've thought about our picks, our choices, and I'm curious about what your choices are as well. So if uh, if you wouldn't mind, you can email us at Hitbox Official Podcast, or you can tweet at us. Uh, sorry, Hitbox Official Official Podcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet us, tweet at us, DM us, whatever at Hitbox Pod. Um, let us know what your picks are, what what you think, whether you agree with us, whether you think Hades is awesome, whether you don't like it so much, whether you're kind of in the middle on it, like Justin is. I think it's pretty good. But uh, what do you think? Uh, thank you so much for listening. It would also mean a lot to us if you would share this with a friend. Um, or an enemy, or a lover, or an ex-lover, or really anyone that you know that might be interested or not interested, because you know what? How do you start liking something if not by going out of your comfort zone, finding something new? Uh, you can follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave, leave a review. That would be awesome as well. My dad left a review, and that made me feel uh, really good. Yeah, it, made me, it was really nice. I was like, Dad, I know you don't know what we're talking about, and I don't know if you've listened to this, but you took one for the team and you left a review. And oh, I appreciate really nice. I appreciate that. Justin, is there anything else you would like to say before we wrap this up here? 
No, I I am I'm looking forward to next week of having some extra time with our stay-at-home Thanksgiving to play some games, get caught up, and get myself yes. right. Do you think I'll have a PS5 by next week? I uh, probably not. By next right. week, no. Maybe maybe you could uh, you know potentially have a Black Friday bonanza uh, and find true. one there, but uh, it actually in your hands, not likely. No, never. All right, well that well, that, that got just sad. About, what a downer, yeah. man. Um. Here, let's think about something happy, like how I was going to say something about The Last of Us Part 2, but that's... Yeah, nothing happy about that. What about what about how cool the DualSense... Oh, wait, no. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll just go and play Call of Duty. Now it crashed. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll load up my save from Assassin's... Ooh, oh, no, I can't. I won't. Well, maybe I'll go play an old game, but gosh, I always forget. That's why I tell everyone at the end of the show. Yeah. Just remember that old games are old. See you later. (laughs) See you guys. All right, that's I'll stop recording.